KPFA Radio presents Let's Talk Music. Hosts D Minor and Thomas J talk music, highlighting artists who have made an impact on hip-hop, R&B, and old-school music. Please enjoy this episode of Let's Talk Music that previously aired live on KPFA Radio. Hey! What's up? How's it going, Miko? I'm going to he- hello. How's it going? I'm it's gonna going. I'm going to let you away and tell, tell everybody who the dope guests you have sitting next to you, and then you guys can just chat it up music. Right. Just make sure it's amazing, yeah? I would let them introduce themselves because I don't want to just be like, this is, uh, and then crash. <laughs> so, you know. But yeah, uh, my name is Mike Biggs, and uh, I am the host of I Had That Tape. I'm also the technical director of Flashpoints, and I'm switching over to the interim music department coordinator in 2024, which basically means uh, I'm going to be in charge of just helping out our wonderful music programmers with whatever they need, uh, you know, put out any fires, try to elevate everything to the next level. You know, if there's any requests that they would want, I would definitely will try to fulfill it and get it done and just, you know, try to make everything in this year, which is our 75th year coming up, uh, a really special one and just take it from there. And yeah, I have a lot of plans uh, involved for 2024 and I'll talk about that in, in a bit. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for that. Hi, I am Computer Blue. I am the host of Don't Disturb This Groove on Monday nights from 10 to midnight. Um, It's a very sexy show. It's a music show. um, And I want to make sure that with whatever you're doing at that time of night, that you have a nice atmosphere, groove to go along with it. Um, each week I like to switch it up. It's just based off of what, um, I'm listening to that week or the mood that I'm in or based off of the, the, um, guests that I might have. Um, so right now I'm going to rebrand a little bit based off of the skills that I have. Um, I am already a sex educator, but now I'm going to be a certified sexual health educator. And so I want to bring in Um, some of the information and knowledge that I have. There is a hotline number that you can call 510-848-6767. Ask me any question that you have um, regarding relationships or sex. I'll be more than happy to answer them for you. If you have any song requests, shout outs, um, if you uh, have questions about anything else with me, um, feel free to ask. I am an open door and I want to be able to spread knowledge and educate as well as set the mood for um, sharing new music or old music or <laughs> whatever we might love. So thank you for this opportunity KPFA and hey D minor. Uh, you know, I just got to tell you I love the Monday nights at 10 o'clock. My group cannot be disturbed while I'm listening <laughs> to you, okay? <laughs> thank you. How y'all doing? I'm D Minor, um, one half of uh, Let's Talk Music with Thomas J on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock. And uh, Thomas and I, we do a lot of interviews with a lot of the artists that we appreciate from from the past into the current. And we just have a good time with it, whether it be eclectic music to music of jazz um, to funk, you name it. Uh, we bring it to you on Sunday nights from 8 to 9 and then we also are involved with jazz line sessions on Saturday afternoons at 2 o'clock and we're just having a good time and just playing music that's what we love to do that's what we love to talk about so and that's what we're here to do yes (laughs) yeah so it's been an interesting year 2023 I would say Um, we should definitely talk about 
uh, what went down this year in music. Do you guys have any favorites that you would like to discuss when it comes to music? Because I, I sort of have a, a list of albums that I liked. I didn't write down singles per se, but I do have a list of like artists and albums that were more or less. I think I got to nine. I don't think I actually got to ten, but I got to nine. <laughs> I think. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I'm a little all over the place, but I will say one. One album that stands out to me is the the jungle album Volcano. Dude, yes, yes. Crazy. That was on your list. Back on seventy four. Yes. That, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, you know, as a matter of fact, Jungle was actually here. They were in town. Yeah, I, I want to see them next time they actually show up because they they've been like secretly putting out not secretly but just putting out albums a bit under the radar. Right. For the most part, for like the last, you know, almost 10 years, I think. I think their first album was 2014, I That's think. Correct. And I remember hearing them uh, back then when we got it at the station and just thinking, man, this is really cool. I like this vibe. And then over the years, I would see, oh, a new Jungle album has dropped and I would check it out. And then this one came out. And yeah, it just blew me away. Like, it has the most incredible vibe to it. Like, it feels like a lot of the vocals are washed out and kind of like sort of somewhere between 60s kind of doo-wop and 70s yeah. like 70s harmonies under like really heavy kind of like funky soulful beats and it's just really dope yeah i think you perfectly said that and they were able to mix it well and now i've never seen them live and i was so hurt that i was like i was so close to seeing them but uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get Aww. there. But I, but I heard the experience, though, as far as seeing them live, makes you appreciate their music even more so. And, you know, nowadays, you know, it's, it's one of those kind of things where you got to back your wax. Back yeah. Your wax. So and sometimes certain artists might not be there quite when it comes to their stage performance. But this I is Computer Blue, this time around, and we'll be right back after this so. message from well, KPFA. Well, they're a couple DJs, right? Yeah. Aren't they? Yeah, so I mean, I, th I think sometimes they do like the whole, you know, dual sets, but then I, yeah. I'm assuming they probably incorporate live vocals as well, too, mm -hmm. I'm sure. It was, yeah, I, I love that album a lot. The album's great. Well, if we're speaking about performances, um, I was just sharing with Mike my, uh, I guess, a life-changing experience. Welcome back to with Don't Beyonce. This groove. <laughs> there you go. So I was just saying, like, I was never really like a huge fan of Beyonce, um, but I always respected her work. Right. You know, as a performer, she's amazing. Um, but Renaissance came out and I listened to the whole album nonstop. I loved every part of it. Mm -hmm. And when the tour came, the tour dates, I said, you know what? I'm going to have to do it. Like this is a once in a lifetime chance for me to be able to see her live yeah. and see what this is all about. I'm still like, you know, well, let's see what this is. <laughs> you know, let's see why people are so crazy over her. Um, but the fact that I you know spent the money right. you know to travel to new orleans buy the tickets you know the stay everything it was worth it like i never knew that i could be affected in that way like you see fans of michael jackson passing out yeah. and things <laughs> like like i love prince i've seen prince multiple times i've never cried like non-stop throughout a whole performance like I did for her. She is amazing. It was like, it was awesome. It was like the most awesome, like live experience that I have seen. And on top of that, 
saw that and then still went to the movie too and then still <laughs> cried again like <laughs> just like i saw that live and so like i never i never ever ever thought i would be saying something like this i never thought that i would be so madly in love yeah. but um yeah i for 2024 just in terms of talking about music i didn't know i did not know i had those feelings for her or that mu her music until this year and that's wild well for folks who haven't seen the movie renaissance uh, without giving too much what would you say were like maybe some of the highlights or for folks to, to see it just seeing her um her work ethic mm -hmm. and how hard she goes and the fact that she directs and she's a part of every step of the way also seeing her as a mother seeing her as a woman like you like I saw her on stage and I was like now I know why people are like she's a god she's a goddess she people think she's a witch because she's she's magical seeing her on stage mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, she got some going on. It's it's probably the money and all the you know whatever talent she has, and she's been doing this for so long. But seeing her as just human in the movie, seeing her with no makeup on and just tired or in pain or just being a mom to her children, that's what hit me in the movie. Like I needed to see that too. Like, oh, you know, she's she's real. We all knew she was real, but she shows that. And just the the stage, the way she set up that stage, she she set it up exactly how she wanted it to, and it was amazing. But just to see how much work and effort she put into it just really blew me away. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing Beyonce records in clubs since you know <laughs> the late '90s in the in the Destiny's Child era up until her solo career. So you know, I've been a fan, but not like a crazy fan. I wouldn't say I'm part of the Beehive, but like. You know, I always loved uh, just a lot of album cuts in some of the singles. Like anything she did with Rich Harrison was always like, you know, oh, yeah. it was was great for me. And uh, like uh, probably her most slept on record for me is like Sugar Mama, which is I think on the birthday album. I think. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I love that record. It basically was part that last part of the whole Rich Harrison vibe that just vanished. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I would have to go with you on that one, Mike. Uh, loosely I'm a, I'm a fan uh, you know I, of course I like the singles and uh, so like uh, Sweet Dreams is like I can play that and not get tired of it mm. okay and that's in my Halloween playlist okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> I have a nice Halloween playlist that I like to run through and like I added it whenever yeah, that year came out it's, yeah. yeah. it's Halloween-esque I want to you know? hear that it does it's yeah. like Disturbia from Rihanna like it's very mm -hmm. Halloween-esque mm -hmm. but yeah. it's, um, a, it's a good vibe so we should talk about goals for next year because I know we all got goals for our individual shows and uh, mm -hmm. I definitely have a bunch of goals for the station in general because I'm moving to this new position. Uh, for folks that don't know, I've been here for 20 years. I started in 2003. I'll make it very quick. Uh, I was an intern and then I worked for Hard Knock Radio, got laid off, came back for Flashpoints and been uh, working as a technical director since I was in 2012. And over the years, I've branched out to do more on the... Uh, the behind the scenes kind of side of things like loading content to the air and making sure that those promos you hear in between get produced and get played and all that stuff. But I'm now venturing something more towards that's really near and dear to my heart, which is music and being able to essentially head up this department and just 
be the person that has everyone's back in the music department. That's, you know, what I want to do. I want to make sure that, because we have these incredible, like, legendary DJs at our station. Mm -hmm. uh, some that, like, I probably didn't really realize how much of a legend some of them were until other people came up and be like, yo, so-and-so works there? Are you kidding me? That's like the icon, like Ricky Vincent. Oh, yeah. Mm. real phone. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah, for sure. absolute legend. I mean, and, you know, so just to be able to help these folks out uh, is going to be a lot of fun and do whatever I can do to just elevate the programming. But me on a personal level, I want to be able to do a couple of things like bring KPFA's first ever digital library. You know, we've had this physical library, which nobody touches because for the longest time, Nobody was allowed to go into the library and pull music from it. Long story. But uh, with this digital library, everybody will have access to it. So if you come here and you want to do your show here, you can pull up this massive library of songs and genres and be able to play whatever you want from it. And so I just feel like it's also a step into the future because now a lot of the music we get is sent to us digitally. Mm -hmm. uh, and physical copies, we still get physical copies, and I still want to be able to incorporate uh, incorporate physical media into our station so of course new cds that come in you know if we throw it in rotation we throw it in rotation and you know it'll also get digitized so it sits on both areas because you've get been CDs, listening to don't disturb really this groove sent, like, you can find me so, at computer uh, blue on instagram to have that that's c-o-m-p-u-t-r-b-l-u that i've been wanting to do but then also, just making the music department way more visible than it was in the past. Like, I want to be able to show up at events like street fairs and different, like, music, you know, events that we can. And just, you know, have, like, a, a whole table set up and maybe even have myself or other people who know how to actually, like, DJ come through and do little sets. Like, you know, if we can maybe get a spot at, like, say, the Laurel Street Fair or mm -hmm. something like that and just represent KPFA and represent the music department and show that, you know, yeah, we make up 60% of this whole programming grid and this musical programming grid that we have is pretty much damn near the best in the Bay Area, I would say, right. because yep. not only are we freeform radio, we can play whatever we want, but, you know, we highlight a ton of independent artists. I mean, on top of, you know, we play artists that are known and have record deals, but also ones that are just you may have never heard like even on my show I, i've played stuff on my show that probably never would have gotten radio play because it was released solely on cassette back in the 90s because my show i had that tape plays bay area rap music from the 80s and the 90s and a lot of those artists never got a lot of shine on the radio at least they were known in the streets but you know uh, that's about, yeah, more or less what I got going on for 2024. Just keeping us way more visible and getting our name out there for the 75th. And then, of course, uh, just, you know, the digital library, which I'm going to launch in January. That's dope. What you got, CB? I like what you said about sharing music that uh, most likely wouldn't be played on the radio or people that didn't get a shot. What makes me feel good about having um, a program here on KPFA is that I've given so many people their firsts. Like there are so many people that are like hyped, like, thank you so much. Like I never thought I'd be able to have my music on the radio and you gave me that chance. Even DJs, like I sometimes don't, think that way like oh yes we are on the radio this isn't a podcast we are 
on the radio and um there are djs that i've i've put on and they're like this is my first time this is my first time on the radio thank you so like that makes me feel so good you know just growing up and listening to music and stuff and not being able to hear it on the radio and having to have a tape and listen to it that way and uh i remember listening to um what is that uh, fat cats bigger fish oh yeah and but it was late night late 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 and i remember I was like, I have to listen to the radio after 10 so I can make sure if that song comes on again, I can record it because I had no idea what the name was, the artist, nothing. I just know that it was one of the dopest songs that I'd ever heard. And um, so the radio, like people try and talk down on it, but we, we're doing something. We are doing it for the artists and the communities out here. And Still I love matters. doing that. It matters so much. Um, for the upcoming year, like I said, I want to rebrand. I want to bring in more guests. I want more interaction from the listeners. Please call me. Please DM me. Um, I, I respond to everyone. Um, I want to have more guests. I want to educate more. I want to add more music, newer music. Um, and I also, um, what else? Oh, I don't know if I told you guys or if you know, but I used to be in a band. I don't, like yeah I used to be in a band we haven't performed in like over 10 years but yeah like that's my background like I love music my background is uh, theatrical and we were in a band for a really long time we went from being called top shelf to the tenderloins and we performed all over the bay area new york and la um but things happen we had kids and all kinds of stuff so I cleared out my garage, and so we're about to start having our jam sessions again because we've been needing it. Like, we've been needing this music. Nice. So I'm excited for the upcoming year because that's going to be a part of me that's been gone for so long that's slowly coming back. And so, like, maybe I'll be able to play our music on the radio, you know? So that's that's cool. I used to make beats too, by the way. Uh, oh, many oh, years, hey, 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 many years. <laughs> while I was getting my radio, you know, while I was paying my dues in radio, I was also making beats for many, many years, and I was like super caught up into that whole, you know, Telegraph Avenue four track underground kind of thing. And you know, I just uh, we actually put out a CD with a friend of mine, like in '98, '99, and you know, would make stuff here and there. But uh, man, yeah, this is one of those things. It was, it was a lot of fun. All right. Yeah, it's reunion. Like, yes, the yeah. Tenderloins reunion coming soon. <laughs> That's what's up. Well, I will say for Let's Talk Music uh, for the upcoming year, I think just it'd be great to have something live um, here in the KPFA studios, uh, doing like some live sessions and things like that. And some of the some of the people that are local that are in town, like they could just do you know like an interview, but also like something musical. You know, as far as featuring their music live, um, that would be something I, I look forward to, and hopefully that can come to fruition in the next year and stuff. And then just continue to really just, you know, showcase a lot of music, whether it be of the past that really didn't get a lot of love, and then of course some of the new stuff. And um, yeah, like uh, there was a band out of New York called Baby Fang, and um, it's a rock band, and so I'm like just bobbing off of what they're doing and. For me, I think that's something I'm really looking forward to seeing them. Hopefully, they can all be here and and, uh, and do something for Let's Talk Music, and maybe we can have a Tenderloin reunion, <laughs> and maybe we can have them on Let's hey. Talk Music or something. So, 
yeah, so I look forward to that and yeah, and then just continue to push out the, the station and you know, especially on social media, especially on Instagram and Facebook and things like that. So yeah, doing more of the live live stuff. Live stuff would be great. I also eventually at some point want to be able to have like, you know, because there's a handful of people that know how to also DJ, like, you know, mixing on the ones and twos kind of DJ. Mm -hmm. Like to be able to go out and, you know, do little performances and play sets at different places and just represent KPFA. Like, you know, like I would love to do something with Davey or Luis Medina or a couple other yeah. folks like, like who are out there, like have, have done like some incredible sets in their lives and they you know been djing forever so I, I think it would be fun to be able to bring that out to folks too yeah i think we've talked about that before like that would be dope to just be more visible out at the festivals and things like that to just represent kpfa yeah showing that we're here we're dope we got good taste in music i'm yeah. also going to be reaching out to like uh just doing a lot of extra things like i want to be able to reach out to a lot of local venues and try to re, you know, because some of our DJs already have relationships with some of the venues, mm. you know, just putting in work for all the years, and it's just, you know, you know people, but I want to be able to try to develop uh, relationships between the station and some of the local venues, so we can, you know, be able to do things like give out more tickets, yeah. and then also, you know, have a section on the website. The website I really want to revamp a certain part of it, just a music section, and almost turn it into a bit of a kind of a blog role where you can feature like you know album reviews you can reveal like you know certain djs top 10 for the month or you can also reveal kpfa's top 30 for the month you know and you know uh, opinion pieces all kinds of things that we could put on the website to make it interesting and more uh, interactive for folks out there and just have like a bunch of content that it's just right there ready for you good to go that's entertaining that you'll find hopefully interesting so i like that too I'm excited. I'm D Minor, and we will be right back after this important message from KPFA. KPFA Radio is a community-powered, listener-supported radio station based in Berkeley, California. We are able to bring you this content through donations and support from our listeners. Please consider supporting KPFA through a donation by visiting www.kpfa.org donate. And now let's get back to the program. Welcome back to Let's Talk Music. I want to run down my little list of, uh, before I forget, uh, just real quick, I did come up with a list of, like, yeah, yeah, of yeah. albums that Share I Share your did, list. That's like, really so good. So I might as well get it out there. I have it on my and phone. So and then send it to me. My phone, but, uh, so my list goes at this. I don't know if this is actually like one through nine, but these are the albums, maybe in no specific order, but okay. SZA, SOS. What? Dude, SZA is a beast like i i love the hell out of SZA ever since like i heard her maybe almost 10 years ago yeah and i think her songwriting has gotten just really incredible she almost like flows like a rapper in some ways yeah, when you listen that. to her verses but yeah the way she sings her voice is incredible her lyrics are like very personal and just hit really hard and musically like man she's got great taste in music like her beats are just like whoever you know the people that do the production are just really on point so that album sos i thought was incredible uh yasmine lacy voice notes which is a very i would feel slept on artist that i only got upped on maybe a few months ago and immediately it shot to my top 10 mm -hmm. and i was telling computer blue about this but her album voice notes uh i haven't felt that way about an r&b album or a soul album especially for like a debut since bodyism 
Like it's that good. That's a bit. That's big. Like it's that good. <laughs> yeah. uh, she reminds me vocally a little bit of another person on my list who is Cali Uchis. Uh, but if Cali only did straight up soul bangers and wasn't doing all the other things that Cali Uchis does. Uh, but that being said, Cali Uchis is also on my list. Red Moon and Venus was an incredible album. If you're a fan of her music, you know she's been she's been doing it for like the last decade as well, just putting out quality music. Jungle, Volcano, that goes without saying. Uh, Pink Panthers, Heaven Knows, which dropped recently, and I've been following Pink Panthers now for a couple of years, and it's just really nice being able to hear something as underground as drum and bass get put on a bit of a more pop level for the very moment that it will last because drum and bass will never be pop. It will never be truly mainstream. It's been underground for many, many decades. And it's had brushes with mainstream appeal, but Pink Panthers is pretty much the one that's bringing it to the next level. She does more than drum and bass, but uh, she's an incredible songwriter, and she's only like 20 or 21. She's very young, and she's been putting out really good music. So don't sleep on Pink Panthers. You put me on a Pink Panthers. Thank yeah. you. There's another young artist I just got upped on this year, too, who blew me away is Laffy. I don't know if you ever heard of Laffy. So it's kind of weird. Her story is interesting because she is like the most streamed jazz artist on Spotify. And her biggest audience is Gen Z. So like she's oh. bringing just all these old jazz standards and like bossa nova. It's not straightforward jazz. Some of it can be confused with mid-century pop. But like it's it's jazz standards some bossa nova stuff and some stuff that is just like jazz for sure but to a younger audience and she's really worth checking out but loft is her name and uh, bewitched is the album Ooh, uh, i like that what else i got just a couple more uh jesse Ware, that feels good which if you're familiar with her uk singer uh jesse Ware is amazing oh, yeah. Yeah, doja is. cat don't throw tomatoes at me please <laughs> uh, tomato 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 I, <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Scarlet. It was it was her first attempt at a straight up rap album, and I gotta say, Doja Cat, as problematic as she can be, musically is pretty damn tough. Like she's extremely talented, but I'm hoping that whatever she does in the public eye just doesn't completely turn me off to it. But the music I thought was really good, and I actually enjoyed her album. No features um, too. Yeah, yeah, which was kind of nice. Crazy. Yeah, well, she's dope. And then, of course, uh, Arlo Parks, My Soft Machine, which is, if you're not familiar with Arlo Parks, she is raw. She is basically uh, if Sid from the Internet was British. And I mean that in every sense of the word. (laughs) And her music is a bit more, it's not quite the same as the Internet or as what Sid does. Once you hear it, you'll be like, okay, you understand her vibe and her She's an incredible songwriter, a really great singer, and you know she also sings with that beautiful British accent too, which I always appreciate mm. when they don't try to sing an American accent, but when they just let the British flow out. Yeah. Like, I can appreciate yeah, that. Good. So yeah, Arlo Parks, check her out because she's dope. Thank you. Uh, can you send me that list, please? I will. I will. I will screenshot it and forward it to you. Thank you. My secret weapons. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Got any more else that you, you know? Albums that have like made you go wow this year. It's been an interesting year. Well, I would have to say with um, with you as far as with Doja Cat, um, just I've always been a fan of her, even going back to the Moon song. <laughs> Moon. <Yeah. laughs> That's how I got up, daughter. I was like, I had no idea who she was. Yeah. And then I heard that and I was like, you know, this song is ridiculous, but there's something here 
Like, I, I love the fact that they used a West Montgomery sample and, mm-hmm. like, it just had a good vibe to it, even though it was just a stupid, silly song. But right. Then she started putting out other music, and I was like, okay, you've, you've got some talent. Like, yeah. ki- like Kiss Me kiss Me More, I thought oh, was a great yeah. record. I love that song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like even a Say So, which is basically, you know, uh, chic. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a great record. I can't front, though. I, I mean, it's a little cheeky, but uh, the Cyber Song, you know, I, I I thought that one was kind of cool too, but yeah, she, yeah, Doja Cat is, is nice though. I mean, you know, if you kind of get past a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the other stuff, like she really has some talent. Like she can rap, she can sing, and and she and she is also really good at popping and locking. Right, I was gonna say yeah. she's like she's deep in hip hop. <laughs> like she's not she's not playing around. Like this isn't a front. She like I will say like I be I'm back and forth with her. We be beefing, you know what Uh-oh. I'm saying? But like her talent is unmatched in comparison to a lot of the people out right now trying to rap like she's deep in the hip-hop yeah she mentioned also she's like i think on, a, on like a ig stream or something that w- she really loved little brother mm. yeah and she like, did i remember that yeah and the listening was one of her favorite oh, yeah, i remember that mm-hmm. yeah which i appreciate do but uh did you watch the little brother documentary I need to, what I want to do, I want to do like a little watch party. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting to like. Two documentaries you should be up on. That one and then uh, I think it's on Paramount Plus. The Drez one, The Choice is Yours. Oh. So if you do a double feature. like but okay. the, the Little Brother one, man, that one's crazy because, you know, Little Brother is, for people that don't know, is a really dope hip-hop group from North Carolina. But they had a lot of Bay Area ties because they were signed to a, a local label out here. Um, that also got them signed to uh, Atlantic on their second album. And, you know, I never knew all the drama that went on (laughs) behind the scenes. I never really bothered to ask. I would just, you know, get the records uh, and just play them and just enjoy the hell out of them. But then, like, not knowing what else was going on behind the scenes was just very eye-opening. And I was just like, damn, because I literally know all the people that – essentially they're that are in this documentary that are mentioned in this documentary and it's just you know it's interesting <laughs> you know fonte was my first um guest on my right. my first show yeah. for don't disturb this groove and um we got to see them perform for their first performance actually this year after like the whole COVID thing in san diego nice. that was a super dope show i got to meet them once in it was like 03 or 04 it was when the listening came out and uh, Malachi, shout out to Malachi from Motown on Mondays, uh, 10 p.m. Sunday nights, if you're not knowing. Uh, he was kind of managing them, I think, uh, in for their local shows. or I think he might have been their, their tour manager for a while. But also Mal worked at ABB and, you know, he helped run the record pool, which I was a part of. And Mal I've known since 96. But uh, he... Uh, did it we used to do in stores at rasputin's up the street Ah. and so uh we did an in-store every friday um where we would just me and him would just dj for like a few hours and you know it would be fun but one day little brother comes through to do like an actual in-store and so like ninth wonder used my needles which i I always like to tell Ah. that story (laughs) that's tight tight. it was cool meeting both of them and then you know ninth wonder was like hey you mind if i use your needles and i'm like be my guest you know so that was kind of cool that's dope you you always got the cool stories too sometimes sometimes i got a bunch of random stories i'm like a walking 
you know, encyclopedia of useless music trivia. <laughs> Not useless, right. never. You know, <laughs> that's what I love about listening. When I listen to y'all talk on the show, like, it just flows. And I always wonder, like, do you have to do, like, your research first? Do you write scripts? Or do you, it's just the knowledge just flows from you based off of experience? That's so cool. Sometimes I wing it if I like for my show, like, because, you know, it is a pre recorded program, but like, there's times where I think in the beginning I used to kind of like, I would write out notes and then just kind of talk around it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I just completely wing it and just go off the top of the head because, you know, a lot of the songs that I play on my show sort of come with a story. Yeah. Because, you know, it's music from like, you know, 20, 30 something, you know, 40, almost 40 years ago at some point. So a lot of these stories have personal stories attached to them because they're attached to memories. Right. You know? right. Someone like, uh, like you know, I did a whole special right after Zumbi passed on Zion Eye. Mm. You know, and Zion Eye was like such an amazing group to me. And, and I got the chance to, to meet them in their very beginning stages because it was like this is the point when uh, I was also volunteering for our sister station up the street, Calyx. And I was doing a show there for a while. I used to do a, a Friday morning show from 6 to 9 a.m. It's always fun waking up that early to do the show. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, especially because I was working at another radio station at the time. So there was a period where, like, I think I was, like, partially narcoleptic. It was just fall asleep at random times because I was overworked. Aww. Way overworked. But, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, I got to meet, uh, actually, Amp Live before I met Zumbi because uh, their manager at the time was a friend of mine named Mayoka Medlock, who was a former youth radio kid. And I've known her forever, and she's just the most wonderful person in the world. And she was managing them in the beginning, and so she brought Amp by at, like, 7 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. and played their music and i was like wow this is really incredible stuff like you guys are definitely going to be big and then a week later i went to the show at la pena and got to meet zumbi and you know knew them ever since so That's it was dope. great That's smooth. And, you know but go back to what you were talking about with little brother i had the opportunity of uh, meeting them at a record store i worked at in san francisco called creative music oh yeah so, nice um to folks who are from the city. Y'all know what I'm talking about over there on uh, Ocean Emission. And mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they were uh, they came out here for uh, they were doing the campaign for the Mitchell show, and uh, yeah, it was just it was great just to get a chance to meet them. They were one of my favorite groups at the time, so uh, so it was just great to just you know be able to be around them and just kind of just you know get you know just check out what they were into because they bought a lot of music that day and. Mm. Uh, and they, they were buying like a lot of R&B, a lot of jazz, and just, it was great to just kind of see what these guys are just, you know, what 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 gets them going. Right. Basically. That would be such a great idea for like, like a, a, a maybe like a YouTube series of like record shopping with so-and-so. Mm. Yeah. You know, because you- Instead of shoes. <laughs> 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 like the whole getting coffee with comedians, you could do like record shopping with you know, producers or DJs and, you know, take Q-Tip or take like, I don't know, large professor out for like a record Mm. shopping episode. And that would be a fun, someone needs to make that. The alchemist. Alchemist. (laughs) Alchemist. Actually, man, I was actually listening to the one he did for casual the other day. I forgot Mm. how incredible that beat was. I got to get down. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That also reminds me of ABB Records because I remember like the first time hearing uh, Dilated Peoples, it was like 
Benny was playing it on his show, and I was like, yo, what's this? And he was like, this is our stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding mm. me? And I remember like reading the credits, and I think Alchemist did some of that production on that whole first. Like I know he did a, oh, God, I can't remember the name of the song. So he did a bunch of stuff for their first album. It's like him and Cutmaster Kurt, and, mm. and then Evidence did beats on there as well. So, yeah, in, in, <laughs> interesting times. But Alchemist is a beast. Yeah. What do y'all think about Andre 3000's latest album? You know, the flute record? Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you go first. Uh, it's cool, but I, I'll say this. Like, it, I probably should have expected that. And in my mind, I was thinking, oh, maybe it's going to sound like a Bobby Humphrey record. You know, like just or we would maybe like either like some hip hop. Like I was thinking organized noise, but with Dre, mm. Andre playing flute through the whole thing. That's what I kind of envisioned. And then when I heard it, I was like, wow, OK, well, this is not what I expected. But I will say that I think it will produce some of the best samples to come for the next 20 years when people just sample the hell out of that record. And, t- and it's already happening. Right. People are already sampling it. But yeah, so. I should have known. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think Dre, Andre thinking that like he's too old to rap is kind of ridiculous because Nas is like 50 or and something and it. still putting out really good records. So it's like if you rap what you want to rap about. You don't have to feel like you need to rap about something that, you know, like, OK, yeah, you're like f- almost 50 years old. It's going to appeal to your core audience. It's not like you're trying to appeal to 18 year olds. If they latch onto it, they latch onto right. it. Right. Same thing with young music today. It's like, you know, if it's good or bad, it's and you're from an older generation, you either accept it and you latch onto it or it's, it's just not your thing. I think it it is what it is for what it is. And he warned us. He told us <laughs> yeah. I listened to his interview first before I listened to the album. He told us what it was going to be. So it's like you can't really be mad or annoyed with it if it's something exactly what he said it was. I um. I was like, okay, so when I'm chilling, when I'm, you know, relaxing, when I'm creating kind of like my show, like I put on music to create an atmosphere for people, it's kind of the same thing. I listened to it in my car once on full volume, and the vibrations did something to me. Mm. Um, That was something. Like, I know that, I don't know what it's called, but music lovers usually get a tingly feeling or the... You know, your hair, your, you know, it's yes. hair raising or it gives you some kind of sensation. Um, that's what it did for me uh, when I listened to it in my car. So I was like, this is nice. I like this. I like what he was doing with it. Um, it's not something that I'm going to like listen to all the time or it's not something where I'm like, ooh, I got to, you know, I can't wait to go get in my car and play this. But I'm not going to say it's bad. It's different. And it's what he said it was going to be. And yes, definitely, like the samples um, that come out of it are, is going to be dope. In terms of the rapping, um, I would much rather him be realistic with himself than try to rap when he doesn't want to. Yeah. And it come out horrible and his whole everybody's just like, oh, man, he just tarnished the legacy. You know what I'm saying? Because he's one of the dopest MCs ever. Well, so that's the thing, because like, you know, the he would put out verses periodically here and there yeah. like he'd pop up on so-and-so's record then he'd pop up on another record and every verse he would drop would always be just hard discussed yeah. and analyzed and like 
So I'm like, you know you can still do this, but it's like if you just don't want to do it, that's perfectly fine. Just say you don't want to do it anymore. Like you're just you're done with hip hop, fine. No excuses, just just don't do it and let yeah. us just live off of what we have because it's good. <laughs> yeah, I would have to say for me in listening to the album, um, I love it. I love <laughs> it in the sense of uh, you know, well Andre three thousand. Uh, you know, I've always been a fan, even going back to Southern Playlistics. In '94, with him and Big Boy as Outkast, and then, you know, I think the only album as far as with Outkast that I was like, eh, it would be Stank on You. Really? Mm. I, mm. I think just it, it just seemed very commercial attempt. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, at times, but uh, but but then again, I saw them on the Aquamanai tour, uh, and matter of fact, they were uh, they were on there with uh, this artist y'all might know her. Um, Hill. No. <laughs> I remember that tour. I've heard of her. Is maybe. that when they perform? When uh, Stevie Wonder performed too? No, oh, I've heard no. of her. I can't remember from where. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the Fuji. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are funny. Oh man, though. So, did they during their last tour? Did Proswell snitch on the rest of them? I mean, no, I'm just wondering, you know. Yeah, I, you know mm, mm, right. Mm, mm, but, but no, we, we've actually played um, some of Andre 3000's album on um, Best Target Music and then on the Jazz Line sessions with African Jamal Davis on Saturdays. But uh, for me, I, I just, I really enjoy it. And, and, you know, anything with Andre coming out musically, I'm, I'm always happy with it. But, you know, I think uh, it's interesting how he's not really uh, motivated in a sense lyrically. Um, you know, I think about people like John Lennon or Miles Davis, how they didn't hear the music for those few years. So just right. like, wow, yeah. I wonder what was going on with them. So it's interesting from his perspective on, on what it is now in life and what he's going through. But, um, I, yeah, I, I wasn't, uh, there wasn't no build-up to me liking the album. You know, I liked, I liked it uh, overall, especially the first one, uh, the first song. So you didn't yeah. like Bombs Over Baghdad? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I love, I love. Because when I heard that record, yeah. you gotta remember at this point, uh, this is like I'm, I'm, I'm heavily into DJing clubs at this point. This record comes uh, out, okay. yeah, and I remember thinking to myself, "There's no way in hell I can mix this with anything," but it's so wild right. and so like yeah. it, it almost felt like like uh, a more soulful attempt at like a two live crew record, but even faster. Yeah, and it was just like. It just blew my mind when I first heard it, Me and then too. like I was just like, "You got!" I, I love. I thought Stank Onio was probably a step down from Aquemini, but it was to me it was a classic. No, I mean, I, I love Bombs on the Back. That I, I think it was just. It, I love now that one. I love now. I love that they kicked it off. They kicked off as far as their singles with that. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. that was amazing. I think it was just like Miss Jackson and So Fresh So Clean. Oh. I heard that a lot. It was almost like it uh, didn't get overplayed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I was, feel you. It was like, how do you want it? It was like, I already liked it. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, so I think for me, that was like, all right. And then, you know, a lot of people who were not Outkast fans for those three previous albums really got onto that one. Right. So, mm. you know, the, do you remember the discourse around Miss Jackson? Yes. Like, who is that about? And the yeah. rumor was it was about Erica. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because. Uh, Badu, for Badu, folks yeah, that don't Erica, know. Badu, Andre 3000, folks. People still blame her for the way he was dressing. Nah. Apparently, he was always dressing yeah, like that. Yeah, he is already on his own little hype. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 90s true. were wild. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that was a wild time. 
was a good time. But we got a lot of good folks that's doing some good things now, especially just at the current. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what's to come in uh, the year of 2024. Me too. Yeah, uh, I'm just not looking forward to this election. Uh, uh-huh. But other than oh, that, yeah. oh, that's musically, a whole, oh my musically I'm looking forward to, like, a few things, but uh, also because – Two reasons. Uh, it's going to be KPFA's 75th birthday coming up in April. And also OG, triple of, OGs. Oh, yeah. And speaking of programs, <laughs> we were talking about programs that have been around for a while. I didn't realize they've been around for this long. But also, Pig in a Pen is going to be celebrating their 50th year. Wow. So that's quite the accomplishment. You know, I'm trying to be one of them OGs here at KPFA. Like, I want to be one of them people that's like, I've been here for 30 years. Like, <laughs> that's my hype. I love picking a fan, and I, I love that Sunday lineup in, in the, uh, the latter part of the morning into the early afternoon, like across the, the Great Divide with Kevin Vance. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. America's t- uh, Back 40 with Mary Tilson. Oh, yes. I love that. Yeah, you know, also, I should announce, too, coming in January, uh, there's a couple new programmers that are going to be popping up that I should definitely mention for everyone to check out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my good buddy DJ Henrock, uh, he has a show coming out called City Cat Radio, which is going to premiere Ooh. the first week of January. I believe it's January 3rd, which is a Wednesday, midnight to 2 a.m. And he's an incredible DJ. Uh, so you're going to get a, a, a dope set of music and whatever else he plans to throw your way every week. And uh, he's got some ideas, and I'm really excited for him to – to get down but then also uh, a longtime programmer here at kpfa david ogilby is going to be taking over wednesday nights from 10 p.m to 12 midnight uh taking over for mo who uh unfortunately had to stop doing her show uh just things happen and uh but shout out to mo because mo is one of my favorite people in the world who we, we go back from the calyx days and uh she's just super awesome amazing taste in music but yeah so david ogilby man he's he's ready to to bring it in and uh coming after dead to the world from eight to ten is going to be like the perfect slot so you're going to get a beautiful four hour block of incredible music mm. coming on wednesday nights that you definitely want to tune in for and check it out nice. and that's also going to start the same day january 3rd so we're just getting all the pieces of the puzzle into play and uh man yeah expect some new some new voices on your on your nighttime vibe nice where can we find you on instagram uh instagram i'm at dj mike biggs that's dj the letters m-i-k-e-b-i-g-g-z as in zebra not s which a lot of people (laughs) do by accident but it's always z as in zebra and if you want to know why it's because hip-hop taught me how to put z at the end of my my name so that's why (laughs) Um, I'm computer blue, um, spelled all together with no E's on Instagram, uh, C O M P U T R B L U. That's where you can find me. How about you? Yes. Uh, on Instagram at D minor minor. That's D M I N O R M I N O R. Right there. I stay on Instagram. <laughs> I feel like there should be a contest if you know the origin of Computer Blue's name, if you know where that came from. Oh, yeah. 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 Send in an a, a email to some, I don't know, we, we'll, we'll figure that one out. Maybe we'll Slide in my DMs. There you go. Because it, it comes from a very specific artist and a very specific song, which is an incredible record. And, like, you know. Yes. I, I would sing a, a bar of it, but I don't want to <laughs> destroy that beautiful yeah. song with my horrible <laughs> voice. So, yeah, there we go. 
I think we we're about to wrap up. I think uh, I'll mention yes, yes. KPFA dot KPFA dot org, folks. That's where you can find uh, many beautiful things. That I think this will also be on KPFA dot org very right. soon in podcast form, and hopefully uh, you can also see maybe a playback on video as well. We'll we'll see what we can get up there, but uh, yeah, KPFA dot org, yeah. where uh, you can also donate if you do feel so. That uh, would be you nice. Know, you'd like to, and also thank you to everyone who donated during the. Uh, the holiday drive we went past our goal and that's really incredible considering the time of year and you guys really showed out for kpfa and showed how much uh you know how much i think i guess we mean to you and you mean everything to us so much love much love give to thank Mary. you and that's what it is yeah that is true that is true yeah. we are the gift thank you, so much. <laughs> thank you and we're wrapping up all right peace peace y'all peace peace <laughs> <laughs> you can check out Let's Talk Music on social media at D Minor Minor. You can also send us an email at DJ Thomas J, DJ Thomas J A Y at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you want to find more KPFA radio content, log on to www.kpfa.org. Also, follow us on social media by visiting Facebook at KPFA 94.1 and Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KPFA Radio. Plus, check out our KPFA TV video content on YouTube and Twitch.tv at KPFA Radio. Subscribe to this podcast and stay updated to when we release episodes of shows representing the best of KPFA Radio.